the owner's perspective. Hosted by Eagle Land. All things Colorado ranches from the owner's perspective. Well, good morning, and I want to welcome us to the owner's perspective at Eagle Land Brokerage. Today, we have a very special, special guest. Um, Mr. John Kaivenhoven is with us, and when we talk about the owner's perspective, we talk about how we try to manage, we look at properties from an owner's perspective. And so today, we have an owner, and uh, our job today is to get his uh, perspective. Well, that's nice to hear, but really, I think the owner's perspective that we should be concerned about is the future owner. Is that right? Well, I yeah. think so. Sure. And I've always thought of myself as being the future owner of that property, not the current owner. I like to think of any property as being something where, well, I have a responsibility to, uh, to manage and work with it because the property is going to have a forever future. Uh, my future, I understand, is going to be somewhat limited. Uh, I'm almost 80 years old, so I have to think about who's going to be looking after this in the future. So. I'm hoping that you're going to find somebody that can care of as much about it as I have. And uh, we'll look forward to enjoying it. I previously owned a great deal more than this. And uh, I was able to find a really good future for all of that property. This is the piece that I saved for myself. And it's definitely the jewel. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I. I know whoever gets it is going to be very, very happy. With yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, John, uh, a number of years ago, purchased a much larger ranch. And um, this uh, ranch that he purchased is now uh, the current home of the Cornerstone Golf Club. Correct. Yeah, which is at one time was rated in the top three golf courses in the country. And as you drive right through the front gate of the golf course and go in about three quarters of a mile something like that yeah, yeah. So yeah. you veer off and you head to the piece that john yeah. uh retains so why that piece john well um a lot of reasons but um you know it needed to be from my point of view it needed to be uh perfectly positioned with respect to the development that was going to go forward after i sold this property to uh, to the Hunt family um, for the development of the golf course, which uh, is a Greg Norman course. And I think probably the best course he ever put together. Mm. And the beautiful stories about how we put all that together. But it was about 7,000 acres originally. Um, took a long time to get it all sorted out. There were a lot of cross fences, a lot of arroyos, a lot of overgrazing and little by little, we addressed all of those things, or I did with my son-in-law at the time. And um, so uh, they picked and wanted to work with the higher altitude portion of that property. Um, it's very beautiful up there, and that's where they concentrated their development. Um, I preferred this lower altitude portion partly because we only have two or three feet of snow in the winter rather than 20 feet of snow. That's <laughs> a real benefit. It's closer to town. It's closer to the paved road that comes into the property. Um, but it's got the fabulous views. Mm. And um, that's always been something that's been important to me. So, yeah, a lot of other things. Um, we're surrounded by the open space 
that uh, was associated with the previous development. So that gives us a lot of buffer, privacy. Um, the hunting is beautiful on this property. Climate is great. Um, uh, my intention was always to uh, to live on this property myself. And I'm still working towards that. So it's active. I mean, each year I move the ball forward as far as caring for the property and not developing it, that's a bad word, but preparing it in ways that I think will, will keep it you know, really relevant to anybody who owns it. So, yeah, I could talk forever, but ask me another question. John, John could talk forever, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a, it's a gift. <laughs> Though, I, you know, I have to tell you, a couple years ago, John came into the office, and we were talking about the property, and it had just, you know, time has gone on, and it was, uh, as John's kind of worked on the property and thought about it, he said, you know, I think I'm going to put it on the market, Joe, and let's talk about what we need to do to market the ranch. So we went up, looked at the ranch, and I just said, John, you know, the, the roads just need to be um, kind of improved. We need to be able to do the showing properly and so forth. And so um, this conversation, and in my mind, I expected um, um, John to get a grader and go grade a few roads. <laughs> and, and a few hundreds of thousands of dollars later, um, John said, hey, Joe, let's get up and take a look at the property. And, and John has just done a... A masterful job of building what seven miles of roads in that range. I, we have to check. I, it's it's it could be seven miles, but they are nice. I mean, it feels good when you drive around up there. It well, really does. Well, we I talk like about ranch X and what we do to help build branches and to take them to a new level. And I feel like I have to like go to the sensei and say, okay, I've been a little bit schooled today because John has gone in and gone to a whole different level um, of, of preparing a ranch for the market and has just done a beautiful job. So why don't you well, just thank give you for the your, compliment. But. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I don't want to kiss up to you, but we're on a podcast and people are looking at me. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. It's been great fun. And it was also, it was necessary to to think past where it was. You 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 own something and it becomes something you're familiar with, but you need to kind of see past that and say, well, you know, we've got this 40 acres over here. We've got 100 acres over there, which we're perfectly happy to hop on a quad and or a four-wheeler or whatever you guys call it um, and run up there and take a look at it. But that's not necessarily convenient. And people who buy properties like this these days, um, well, let me change the subject slightly. I've lived up here for almost 30 years and in this area. And um, it has taken, in each case, the various places that I uh, own and love, it's taken years to develop each one to a point where I find it usable. Get a pond over here, get an access over there. Um, and people just don't have that kind of time anymore. You, you'd like to buy something that's ready-made and ready to go. And that doesn't happen overnight. And if you buy raw land, and if you're a buyer, whoever we're talking to here, and you think that running out west and buying a nice big piece of property for whatever price you pay for it means that when you get there you can use it, think again, buddy. It's not that simple. You've got to put in utilities. You've got to 
prepare it in such a way that it becomes usable to you. Otherwise, you just own a lot of land that you can't use. And so having somebody with experience who can get in there and get it all ready for you so that really all you have to do is choose, where is my home site going to be? And then say, well, how and where am I going to hunt and how and where am I going to send my guests and how are we going to play with this and how are we going to use ATVs or whatever it is that we want to use to make it enjoyable and fun. If it's ready for all of that, I just saved you five years. Oh, yeah. At oh, yeah. least. Oh, yeah. No, and I think that's an understatement, John. I think the the idea of, uh, of somebody buying a ranch, and I say this many times, they get in there, and by the time I'm done with the showing, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and do this, and I'm like, you know, you might want to just take a pause and really get to know the land. I mean, it's like a living, breathing instrument here, and it's there's... There's ways the animals travel, and there's 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 peaks and there's valleys, and 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 I think one of the neat things about that property is you spent so much time on it, kind of thinking about it, that now that these roads are developed, there's just been a lot of intelligence and in why things are done. And one of the things I think is really neat is just the access to the property as you get there. You know, it's just kind of fun. Yeah, yeah it's I fun. You, it, yeah. you you either go in and you punch your code, and, and the gate opens, and you drive through this you know beautiful golf course to get to the ranch or you make a left about a quarter mile before the ranch that's true go in the back door yeah in the back door and you can come in the back side and nobody knows you've shown up and you just pop over the hill and you're under the ranch to me i think that's one of the coolest things that you have this like it's like this uh what was it donnie and marie where they say they got a little bit of country a little rock and roll <laughs> so you got that kind of on the ranch you got this <laughs> You know, you got this really pristine entrance, or you got this back door entrance, and you can build just a luxury home, great views, with just incredible solitude. Um, and you have the honey aspects, all these great things of Western Colorado that we have with hunting and being in Unit 62, where you can buy a tag over the counter. Right. Or if you're you're not part of the golf course, well, kind yep. of explain that to me. Okay. Um, so. Uh, the development, which is called Cornerstone, the name I don't find very appealing. I'm sort of used to it. <laughs> Why they pick Cornerstone, that's another John's story. John's not opinionated. You had a bunch of city folks that that bought that yeah. development. I, I don't think their vision was a good vision. And frankly, I'm not a great fan of golf. Um, but it is it's a truly remarkable golf course. It is as though you dropped a jewel into all of this otherwise uh, raw land and the edges of the golf course are basically PJ and and um, pinion juniper and, and sage and rocks and boulders and it's it's quite amazing but um, so they they developed everything around golf and and um, so if golf appeals to you Cornerstone has an amazing golf course and then they put some real estate around the golf course and sold individual lots and are still selling individual lots um, and out of the some 4,000 acres that they own today uh, the golf course only occupies about 300 acres and then the developed area around the golf course only adds up to maybe two or three hundred more acres and so the rest of it is all open space um, what we preserved here was um, that our entrance um, access to our property comes through Cornerstone. So 
their infrastructure is all part of what we have recorded rights to. So you can access my property or this property by coming into Cornerstone. And you go through Cornerstone and then you come to me. Um, alternatively, as Joey pointed out, prior to coming into Cornerstone, half a mile or so before, there's a private road that will come on down to the backside of this property. That's very nice. The Anybody who owns this property inherits or receives the, um, the easement agreements that are attached to this property. And so if you're a single owner, own the entire property, you get all of those rights. Um, if the property is broken up in the future, and that's an option, if you need some sort of an alternative plan that you want to own this property, but you want to break off pieces in the future, that's all available to you. And, and the individual parcels that you might create in this property um, will each inherit its own individual rights of access through Cornerstone. Now, this doesn't give you a Cornerstone membership, um, but there are ways that we can get you memberships in Cornerstone if that's something you have a need for. Yeah, yeah. But the the benefit of just, I mean, there's, we can get into lots of discussion over the golf course benefits, hooking up to utilities. I think the main fact is you have a mountain property that um, many times um, people can't access year-round just because th there's just not the tax base to support the infrastructure to okay. take care of these. Correct. But now, because of this development, it's it's kind of drawn all that um, use of... of um, of basic maintenance that you could live up there year-round. Yep. And and uh, um, they have a domestic water line going up to the golf course, but there's also three wells that you've installed yes. that have just been great production wells. Yes, very good wells. Um, I'm not worried. Well, I, I, I don't know how many people get 100%. We got three out of three. Yeah, oh, and great production. And they're very nice. Yeah. There's a beautiful agreement that exists between this property and Cornerstone that very clearly identifies all of the uh, access rights and, and other benefits that you get owning this property that derive from being adjacent to Cornerstone. So you're a part of the original development, but held separate. So... You're held separate in a way where you are um, sufficiently far away from what happens at Cornerstone that there's no, uh, you don't get noise or traffic or anything that comes as a result of Cornerstone. Um, you've got huge buffer zone around you, which is their open space. And yet you are in the most perfect location. I mean, if Cornerstone would rethink itself, it would have acquired this parcel developed it rather than where they went so that you don't they don't realize didn't realize at the time but now it's it's the best part of it all so you have as joey pointed out the benefits of all the access we had to build um at, to get ready for cornerstone development uh, we had to bring uh, 15 miles of, of road development and paving to get to that location wow. Um, we're at the lowest elevation. We're at the 7,800-foot uh, level, I believe, something like that, between seven and 8,000 feet instead of 10,000 feet. Um, we are, believe it or not, 20 minutes from town, yeah, yeah. more or less. Um, and yet you, you couldn't be any more private if you were five hours from town. Oh, yeah. um, 
So uh, the Cornerstone, I think, is, is a huge benefit to us, and we have no impact on Cornerstone. Um, That's the uniqueness of it. But in and of itself, the property is, is, is very beautiful. So we kind of start through these irrigated meadows that are really early irrigation water that are coming off the mountains. It's runoff water, and they're kind of sub-irrigated. And then you go through the pinyon junipers and you get into some ponderosa pines. But the views in the property in and of itself, if it wasn't near a golf course or anything else, is just an absolutely beautiful piece of property um, located in a, at a, um, a spot that just has a, a, a pretty significant um, desire for uh, a location for a home for hunting um, and uh, just really a beautiful piece of ground. So, Perfect. Yeah, I would say two things. First of all, that um, that the presence of Cornerstone and and the current ownership of Cornerstone guarantees that there will be continued high end investment in that particular part of the county and in, and directly adjacent to us. There's there's going to be uh, it has a very good solid future, um, and that can only accrue to the benefit of parcels that lie adjacent to Cornerstone. This one in particular, so this will always have that long term benefit. My personal preference is to have the kind of a place where, no matter which way you look, no matter where you are around your home, it just feels good to be there. Yeah, and. Views to me are hugely important. I I had a uh, uh, a man from Texas. His name was Judge Miller, and he stood there looking at that view one day. And he looked at me and he said, "John, you'd have such a great view if those mountains weren't in the way." <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> so there you go. That's a great story. So let me just ask you this: I, I I'm looking at a map in front of us, and we'll put it on the screen here. But um, I just want you to tell me, you know, I mean, I was going to say if this is your property, but mm -hmm. <laughs> it's your property. Um, you know, where would you build your house and why? Uh, yes. Well, right now I am in the process of developing a home site. Um, and I've spent years walking around up there and I'll come home and I'll, I'll say, yep, this is the home site. And then I'll be up there a week later and say, you know. I've got another one over here. It looks like it'd be a perfect home site, too. Right now, um, at the uh, north end of that map, the north north central portion of that map, um, close to the, uh, to the entrance that comes in from the Cornstone side, um, I've got a building site identified, and, and I probably put a building pad in there this year. That's um, we, we had some major runoff issues this year which distracted me and here we are first of July and I didn't get it started yet I was going to get it done in in June so I guess Joe would be pointing to that site here on your video uh, it's got a view across a meadow that just blow your socks off and those lovely mountains which currently still have a lot of snow on them so it's beautiful the pictures in the brochure and the pictures that you might have on on the web they're pretty cool but you got to see it for real. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a yeah. It's a nice spot. It's got utilities um, literally within a thousand feet, um, and uh, and we don't have a well there, but uh, we've got a spring that's right close to that. And there are a couple more building sites within a couple of thousand feet of that spot, which uh, Joey can point to also. 
Um, but yeah, well, the views and the access at that point are great. This is where you're supposed to ask me, well, Joe, where I would do. you build your house? Oh, well, Joe. <laughs> well, okay, John, I'll, I'll answer that question. <laughs> yeah, Joe. So where would you build your house? When we were up on the property going through yeah. the roads, I remember a ponderosa knob, which is, I'll point out, and Brittany will broadcast you. Okay. But, but it's kind of in the same general location as John, but I was kind of at a different low, a different spot just because I wanted to be next to a couple of ponderosa trees. And and I think John's probably in a, in a safer spot than where I was going to put my house. But... Um, uh, <laughs> But it was a. It no, I, I think it's I know really what you wise. mean. Actually, yeah. no, it would, be, it, would be, it would be a very good choice. Yeah. However, Joe, <laughs> what I haven't shown you is a couple of magical places up uh. here. Okay, and they're not. They're not. You don't drive to them. You have to know where they are. And very close to the spot that I've got picked out is a real magical, mystical spot. A little draw that sits about thirty to forty feet below. Uh, the regular train level, and it's spring-fed, and it's just year-round in the heat of summer in August when everything else is baking. It's nice and cool and quiet down there, and there's wildlife down in there, and that would be at your back door from that building site that I okay. got picked out. I'm not sure I'm quite ready to show that to you. It's a bit of a secret. You are the sensei. But, you know, <laughs> whatever you say. Okay. Pretty cool. Well, What's before, next? Before we're done, yeah. I do have to tell a story. Right. So uh, I've known John for 23, 24 years, and um, one day I got a phone call from John, and he had gone elk hunting oh, with his son-in-law. You know that? Yes, Please I don't have. embarrass No, this, 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 is, this is a fun story because John called me and said, Joe, um, it's been a couple years, and my son-in-law went, and I went hunting, and we shot a couple cows, and, and just I want you to give me the process of how to process an elk, and then you just... Uh, give me some instructions so John's an engineer and so I gave him very detailed instructions and John read the instructions back to me and I said I almost like word for word what I said to you you wrote I mean you took very good notes and so I got off the phone and Michelle said who's that and I said oh John Kivenhoven and, and I, um, they shot a couple elk and I had to give him some instructions and what to do and and uh, she says well what are you doing I said well I'm getting my bag and that's right. <laughs> she says, she says, what for? And I said, because my phone's going to ring in a few minutes. And I'm going to say, hey, Joe, you hungry? <laughs> and so my, my phone rang, and it was John saying, hey, are you hungry? <laughs> and pretty soon I went up, and we helped take care of a couple elk, and, and it was a very I, fun story. I remember that so well. And I, I think I couched it in terms of, well, I think I could handle it, but Brian needs some help here. Well, that, well what happened is, because you're the competitive nature you are, you said, okay, how long is it going to take you to take care of this elk and I said oh probably less than five minutes and he said okay go and you you actually timed me <laughs> and so I beat my I, I I was quicker than the time and I remember that you said uh, I said well you want me to do the other one you said oh no no this is Brian's job and I said well what are we going to do and he's like you've done your job let's go eat <laughs> and so about an hour later Brian came in with blood head to toe <laughs> But you know that's interesting. You point that out, and I, I'm, I'm not surprised you remember it because you've told me a couple of times lately. But I, I remember that so well, and every time 
I got an animal now. I I just go through Joey's process. I remember it so well. There's a part about it I don't really put on the video, but a little part where you got to go around the bunghole, you know. <laughs> but but I still remember it. And any time I got to an animal, it's, it's just Joey's just fixed in my mind. Yeah, yeah Joey in the bunghole. That's. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that no, up. I apologize. Okay. It's okay. But it's a very important part of the deal. <laughs> you start the bunghole. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. So, well, John, I want to thank you Thanks, for Tim. taking the time. And this is the owner's perspective on Regal Land Brokerage. And we thank you for joining us. And if I could say one thing, anybody would be really, really happy to own and enjoy that property. It's a beautiful place. It really sure. is. Yeah. I, I hope, I hope that, uh, and we'll never abandon you. Um, as long as we're around, and I can say the same thing for Joey, you can always count on support from us. If, if this is where you want to be, we'll try to make you happy. Absolutely. Thanks, yeah. John. Thanks, Joe. All right. Later. Later. And that's available to us, and we have that water uh, run. You should always turn your phone off when you start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want people knowing that that's what you've got as your ringer on your phone?